riding on a scooter, we cruising to Venice Beach. I've been getting better with practicing what I preach. Outspoken, but I developed a better speech in my city. Everybody know the money on the east. What is good, everybody? It's your boy DJ T Mac here, back for another great hip hop conversation. Uh, we're back. We're, we're back with a traveling man right now. We got Jamal Gasol on the line. He's an MC from Niagara yeah, yeah, Falls, yeah. artist, entrepreneur, podcaster, and, and I'm sure more. You know what I'm saying? And we are here yeah. to talk about Appreciate him. Appreciate you for having me, bro. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, you put in a lot of work. There's a lot of work for people to listen to. So I'm glad we got some time to talk about it with you today. So he's worked with artists such as the likes of Benny the Butcher, Flea Lord, Ito, 38 Special, Heem, SD Knack, Planet Asia, Vic Spencer, the list goes on and on. And like I mentioned before, he's got a lot of albums and it seems like he's got a lot more coming as well. Uh, later this week, he's got a new project, a collab album with Vic Spencer called The Right Way for Dummies. Um, and that'll be coming out in a few days. What can you tell us about this project? Vic, man, we've been holding on to this tape for a couple of years, man. I ain't gonna lie. We had this joint done back in like 2021 and the music was that good. We was able to hold it where we know like Whenever, no matter when we dropped it, it was going to be good because he got an agenda still. I got an agenda still. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just had to wait for the right timing. So we finally was able to get it ready this year. We got all the videos ready for it. We got the merch. As you can see, I got one of the shirts on right now. Yep, yep, yep. Kansas City Smackman versus Big Green Thumbs. Yep, that is the first single off the project. You guys already got a video out for that. And um, – yeah, man, we're looking forward to it. Uh, you guys have been putting in a lot of work over the over the years, featured on each other's projects and stuff like that. How did the uh, uh, relationship with him initially uh, come together? Well, initially, me and Vic got cool because he was a fan of Kansas City Smackman. Like he um he had messaged me how he liked the project, and then I had seen on SoundCloud like he was one of the people that had liked it. So I'm like, oh, that, that's Vic Spencer. Like me and my boy, um, me and my boy Sauce Heist. I remember we was talking about him before, like, yo, who is Big Spencer? Like, everybody's talking, like, I didn't know who he was at a point. So as the time went down later, like, seeing somebody that I was in, like, had an interest in music with, became a fan of mine, that's where we was able to link. And um, that's how Haitian uh, body drop, um, Haitian drop the dream came. Dope, man, dope, yeah. Well, I so mean, I'd rather be a real one. Okay, okay. Yeah, man, we're looking forward to the project, and, uh, you have quite a steady release rate um, as far as singles and albums go in general. What do you attribute that to? Um, I, just, I think that's just um, a part of my work ethic. You know what I'm saying? As far as just, I got a, I got a passion for music. I like to write. You know I mean? I was always in the writing. So just wanting to um, release music at my own pace too. And mm. like just building people into interest in my music. Because there was a point where nobody was really listening to my music. Nobody cared. You know what I'm saying? So I had to figure out the supply and demand system with music. Where now I got people that want more music. Like when the next one coming? Like with the Stir the Pot series we got. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. on, we on we on number thirty. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, speaking of uh, number twenty nine, just came out. I'm here over here in Denver, Colorado, right now, and on the cover got a Nuggets jersey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Jokes the man, son. Good timing Jokes. with everything, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they're looking good right now. Hopefully they they continue on and bring that shit back here, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, they're gonna win it tomorrow. Y'all gonna y'all gonna go crazy in Denver tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I'll be working and it's gonna be crazy. Uh, but we hey, we're looking forward to it. So I'd like to talk about sort of your musical journey, how you got to this point. You said early on, you know, people weren't really looking for the music. So when did you sort of start making music and how would you sort of sum up how you were able to build the buzz? I would say I, I got into music on a serious tip once I um I did a I did a freestyle video with Jay Hood, my cousin Storch, and um Satori in New York City. It's called Rock the Mic. And we ended up getting on World Star for that. And so once I seen people looking at me on that, it gave me a little more confidence to like start doing more. So after that cipher, me and my people became a group. So we did a group project. We started finding shows like in Ohio and Buffalo, going different places, and, and things picked up. But I was I was I was 19 around that time, so I'm 32 now. So I would say about like I've got a good 10 years of like consistency of like trying to really work towards like an audience. Mm -hmm. Nice man. Is there like a music memory early on that that influenced you or impacted you? Was music uh, a big thing in your life when, when you were younger? Um, you know what? I'm I'm down in Atlanta right now. I was just telling this story to my peoples. I remember it was like 2005. My mom lived downstairs from Little Scrappy in um, Atlanta or whatever, and I remember the big limo came outside. He went to 106 and Park. He was going to 106 and Park that day. Uh, he came out. I got to meet him and shit, and it was just dope to like see like meet somebody and it was it wasn't like no super duper hollywood moment so that like sort of like made me feel like yo that could be me one day give you something tangible to, to see and sort of be able to work towards right like to see somebody that's a man and he's just right here like on some chill shit you know it's like you know like I, that, that's what it was for me seeing somebody in a big position just so humble did you grow up mostly in niagara falls i mean i know you just mentioned atlanta did you sort of spend time in both locations well, I lived in Atlanta for a year, uh, like 2005 to 2006. So I was down here with Jeezy, like, first to talk. Jeezy was that nigga when I first moved here. But I, before that, I was in Niagara Falls all my life. And then I, I moved back a year after I um, lived in Atlanta. And um, I stayed in Lockport for, like, a couple of years. Lockport is a little city outside of Niagara, like, 20 minutes away. So I ended up staying out there with my dad, you know, I met my baby mom up there and started a little family out there. So I've been in Lockport for the most part, but Niagara Falls most of my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice, man. Who were some of your musical influences growing up, sort of spending, you know, a little bit of time in Atlanta? I'm sure uh, you heard some different stuff, saw some different stuff down there. But who were some of those musical influences of yours growing up? Who who was always in the headphones? Uh, I, would, I would definitely say, like, Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks was always in my headphones in middle school. I was into the more money in the bank mixtapes. Um, Cassidy early on, you know, I mean, Cassidy had his run. Fifty Cent for short, man. Like D Block, I was, I like Styles P. I'm a big Styles P fan. Like everybody like Jada. I feel like Styles P is the one everybody slights. Like you know what I'm saying? He's, Ooh, he's for sure. So, you know what I mean? But like definitely them. And then like I said, like when I was in Atlanta. I like um before that only artist I had liked was Ludacris at a point. I was a big Ludacris fan. I like uh word of mouth, uh, back for the first time and shit like that. Like I fucked with Ludacris heavy, but Young Jeezy was was a big influence at a point in my career too, man. Because he he had fires, you know. A lot of Southern rappers didn't have fire, but he had quotables like 
like punchlines or always dope for like either rapper like like hear a rapper like that from the south so but yeah definitely Jeezy too and he was huge at a point too i mean i wasn't even really too into hip-hop but he was just on that mainstream level pretty much um yeah. where yeah. you know it, it, it reached different pockets that you know you you wouldn't think that normally that music normally would yeah he was, he was big Jeezy was big I'd love to know a little bit about your creation process. You know, we talked about the work rate, it happening so much. Um, are you a studio rat? Uh, do you write a lot at home outside of the studio? I'd love, really love to know your creation process and how it might have evolved over time. You know, I think my writing process has became so distinct lately, man. It's not like nobody else. I don't know if anybody else is doing this. But I said it's in the most humblest way. I'm at a point now with my music. I would write down something and just go about my day. And then I'll come back to it in two weeks, write to it again, tweak it up more. And then I might go to the studio and just do a song in five minutes. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Oh, this D? Oh, this E. This E? Oh, this D. Oh, this D. Oh, yeah, I mean, I got one more style. I got one more style. Okay. One more, one more. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, man, my music process, I, it don't take me long no more, man. Like, dude, it's, it's, it's really life. I, I, I speak about just life experiences, people around me, places and things. Like, you know, I watch the news a lot. I'm a big movie head, too. So it's easy to find similarities or, like, comparisons and shit. Like, you know, seeing something happen in a movie and like, saying it was like this and that. Like, and it's cool because, you know, you got the movie fans out there who be catching on to that. Yeah, so, yeah. Know, like, to relate to them. Like, bro, I've seen that movie. I love that movie. It's like, oh, that part was crazy. You know, it's like, I get that reaction from people. So it's like, I know how to relate. That's what I'm big on, too, is trying to relate to people because we all go through shit. We all have our trials and tribulations. Like, nobody's perfect. So, you know, I try to relate to the people. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you're definitely a writer. You definitely take time to do it. And uh, it's dope to get that little insight right there. Speaking yeah. of your creation process, can I ask you how your most recent album, Tales from the Trenches, came about? Um, Tales from the Trenches came about from the homie um, VHS, man. Shout out to the homie VHS out in West Covina. We, um, we was talking back in 2020, actually, 2020, 2021. And um, he was hitting me about some beats. He was um, trying to get, get off and shit. And it had like two of them where I said, well, let's make this into a project. So it went from a two-song project to eight. And then um, we had that during the tuck, too. Now, I work on a lot of projects in the stash. And, like, like, something like, like I said, this it's two years old, so a lot of the music that people give me is like not the latest, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, but yeah, we um we put that together. I wanted to do something, um, like I said, movie related, you know, Tales from the Hood was a, a, a 90s classic, and I feel like you know, Tales from the Trenches, everybody talking about the trenches now, so well, I think that'd be just perfect timing with it, mm -hmm. so. Really dope vibes throughout the uh, the whole body of work. Really strong body of work. Um, Rider music. You have a couple videos out for it already. Rider music is one of them. Uh, that one features him. Hey yo, the way I quote, you thought I wrote the book. Uh, I was the one they always overlooked. Confidence was all it took. 
Looking over my plug shoulder was the way that I was taught to cook. I rap conversations, not verses and hooks. My medication is marijuana, building my patience. Y'all shake hands with the same hand he wrote a statement with. Fast money got me vacations. I milk myself dry before I go fill out another application. Consistency equal to dedication. Do your thing, homie, I ain't hating. I used to work for the city. My department controlled the pavement. I dropped off and collect payments. My favorite president is Ben Franklin. From the era, Ace and Soup used to pull up in that stinking Lincoln. The cush screaming like bigger ranking. Bad dope, so it need a spanking. I'm who the trap niggas praising. Got the fiends waiting. Feeling hate for my friends, just wanna win. Lose the pace again. Gotta pray for my sins. In that jungle, black hoodie and Tim's. We making money, we ain't making amends. This for my mother and kids. I played the stove, wore the whip in the bed. Had rap dreams of niggas doing it big. This dirty life that we live. Bring jail bars, murder scenes and tears. Don't see no evil, and we had no fears. That's a really dope track, man. That's a real good one to like sort of kick off everything. Um, what was it like maybe getting some of the features for this project? Were, were those more recent or was that sort of, you know, you, the project was pretty much finished a little while ago? Well, the feature with him, I got that um, back in like 2022 as well. Like I remember I remember sending that to him and he wanted to rap on it. I'm like, nah, 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 I need you to get just the hook on here, bro. Rap. He didn't like the song that much, like. I remember he was, he was coming to the studio like, yo, I'm just playing in the car with my nigga. This shit is crazy. Like, but yeah, he um he came through with a crazy hook for me on that joint, man. My boy um my boy Tony Tony Boy he makes all my music, man. Shout out to Tony Boy. He do a lot of music for Griselda and him too, man. He definitely doing his thing. But um he he know I'm sitting on a lot of music, so I had um Eddie Kane hit me up for a verse. I mean, um hit me up a while ago. It's probably like let's work on something, and I just found the right song for him. And that's how I got him on Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah, man. That's another dope one. Because I was originally going to have another artist on there, but he didn't come through for me. You know, I, like I said, everybody got agendas and stuff, so I don't never take it personally. But, um, yeah, so with that project, I, I was able to keep that in the tuck. And then a lot of songs, I've been trying to work on just doing sing, um, solo songs. I've been trying to really do a lot of songs on myself more lately. Crafting like, a full song instead of... Um... Just you know, laying, laying down some 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 dope bars, something fly, something fresh. Really trying to you know create a whole story, I guess, right? Right, right. You know, what I mean, just trying to be a little more sequential, more more just more distinct myself. You know, like you got like the J. Coles and Kendrick Lamar that's out here doing it, Drake, and I and I look up to that. I'm inspired by that. You know, what I mean, to see somebody able to hold it down on their own. So I'm just trying to be on that same time too. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely getting to that level. You're definitely putting in good work, and, and it's really dope to see, bro. Appreciate it. Anything else you want to uh, – news or, or nuggets you want to leave us about Tales from the Trenches? Um, anything else we didn't really speak about regarding this album you, you want to let the people know? Well, I just want people to know, man, that to understand the, to understand the project, you got to watch – you got to see the movie to understand it because there's some parts that people ain't going to get, like, like the shit, for example. If you've seen the movie, you knew they came to the funeral home looking for the shit. So I considered myself to be the shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not in a cocky way, but like, I'm some, that's me. I'm what they want. I'm who they came to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, the comparison. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Walter's monster. Walter was the little boy that, that was drawing the monsters in the in the movie. And the monster was like, was a uh, domestic uh, stepfather at home or whatever. You know, like I said, everybody got their own issues in, the, in their own um, 
in their lives. So, you know, to kind of relate to the people. But that's all. That's all I'm just trying to um, compare the movie and the album for the most part. Hey, I'll, I'll be going to check that out real soon. Get a lot more context and insight. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, for the most part, all of this based on the movie, except Misery will be my company. That was some, that was some other shit I just had going on in my life. You know, I feel like we all got some miserable people that, that try to bring that energy. Yeah, man, I love, I love the idea of that. Get rid of that. <laughs> That's a fact. Don't be my company. But yeah, it's out now on all this uh, music streaming platforms. Anybody who ain't get a chance to check that out, man, tell us from the trenches out now. Go support that dope vibes throughout. Uh, not too long before that, Kansas City Smackman in 3D was released. Another yeah. dope project, just dope, smooth vibes, man. Love the album cover. Um, let's talk about this project a little bit. How did this one come about? Another 2021 project sitting waiting to release. <laughs> My boy Don Carrera, shout out to John C, man. Don, um. Don tight with the standouts, man. My homie's A dot and C dot out of Dallas. So he was um he was he was um engineering and editing our I mean mixing our um sort of pop freestyles for a while. But one day he hit me up to show me he had some beats. And it was just nuts. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, yo, these joints is tight, man. Then next you know, I seen them on West Side Guns. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. But look how that works. You know, I mean paying attention. Mm-hmm. So if you um so once, once we put our tape together, I was like, yo, these beats sound like a Kansas City Smackman vibe. Like, you got to keep that going. Mm-hmm. So so we, um, with it being so smooth like that, that's how everything was able to come to play. Like, if you listen to the first Kansas City Smackman, one and two, I, it, those are just like, it's an EP. So it's just me, like, speaking my piece and then just letting the beat do the job. Because I feel like a lot of the instrumentals play a big part in those projects. You know what I mean? Mm. Of course, I love that you mentioned that right there. I love you. Uh, I love going into the credits on Spotify and you actually writing the producer's name. A lot of the time, it's not there. So for you to give to to give that shine and even having the instrumentals released on the album is something sort of unique nowadays. So I really appreciate that from you. Absolutely, yo. Because I, I pay attention to what the people say. The producers definitely need their credit for what they deserve. You know what I mean? They, they set the landscape. We just paint the canvas. Mm. There's also a short film that goes along with this project. Something similar that you did uh, for your project, I believe it was Dirty Waters or Dirty. What was it? Dirty Water, Dirty Work, Dirty Waters. Um, oh, yeah, you did your research. <laughs> but the style has evolved quite a bit. Similar artistry and type thing you got going on, but the style has evolved. So I mean, yeah, th- that yeah. was cool to watch and cool to see. Uh, talk about me maybe. The process, what it was like doing the film, putting together the idea, I believe it was in like 2015, and then, you know, sort of coming back to something similar like that um, recently. Yeah, man, my, um, that's crazy. My son did his homework. Dirty Waters was, um, like one of my first original, like, original, like, investment. I'm, I'm paying for artists, paying for beats, like one of my first serious projects. I had, um, drafted, like I said, back in like 2015. And, um, it was, it was, uh, at that time, man, I was, I was living different, man. I was, I was like one foot in, one foot out for real at that point in my life. So like, I was just speaking on things that was like going on at the time and people around, like, if you watch the beginning of Survivor, like at the beginning of the Dirty Waters during Survivor, that was my people and it was like, I knew them, you know what I'm saying? So like, wow. and then like how things worked out after that, I ended up really getting caught up and shit. So it's like, 
oh, damn, it's crazy. Like, it's like you know, you can feel something sometimes when things just be a certain way, but that movie was really just like a, a, a side of the trenches. So, like, my boy D-Hawks helped me put that together. Shout out to him, man. And, um, Kansas City Smackdown was more like a level up. You see, it was more clean, more better cuts, more action. You know what I'm saying? It was more involved into it. Like, the music matched the vibe. You feel me? Like, like, like the same way Dirty Waters matched the vibe, it was just all trenches. Like, even the beat selection back then was different from what I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? So, it was definitely more like a trap sound. This is more like a classic. You know what I mean? This is that talk. But this is that smooth, grown man shit. You can play Absolutely, this at the cookout. Yeah, you could tell you're at a different place uh, in your life, really. Um, so it's cool to see that. And, and again, get that insight from you. We appreciate that. Really, really. So that's another single producer project. Is that something you prefer to do? Put together a project with one producer, make more of a cohesive sound. Um, you open to working with different people. How do you like to do it? Well, well, well once again, uh, I listen to the people. So... I don't know if you got a chance to check out more true stories, but that was like a, a double disc album. It's 28 songs. And I got like 20 different producers on there. I even, I produced the beat on there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I worked with I a didn't lot get of to that producers. one. Oh yeah. More true stories, man. It's, it's um, that one. I got Ty Ferris, Mad from the Claw, um, Sky Zoo. Shay Noor. Got a nice little cat. I got a nice little co-sign on there, man. Co um, co-stars on that joint, man. But um, yeah, I work with different producers all the time. You know, I get the messages people always want to send me beats and stuff like that, and I check them out. Everybody beats ain't all that good though, so you know you ain't gonna see me work with just anybody. If the beat like make me move, like in the first three seconds, I probably like yo, what's up with this? What you gonna do? Like, mm, okay. I'm asking oh, man. I, I, I break bread with the producers too, man. I break bread with my people like Bucky Luger, man. I just did the up the ticket drink with him not too long ago, man. Shout mm -hmm. out to Bucky Luger. Me and him just did a drink together. We, we split the profit on that 50 50. You know what I'm saying? Stoke, man. I love to see, you know, uh, the relationship between artist and producer because a while it was sort of lost, you know, with the industry taking over. But with this independent scene being really serious, there's so much talent out there that, you know, people are able to make their own connections and put together their own features and, and have really more control over the art they make when they release it. Right. All that stuff. Right. Right. I like that's my thing. I like having control over my stuff, man. I know, like, you know, people be on labels and all that. They gotta wait till the label can prove it, sample it, cleared, and all that other stuff. Man, <laughs> let me do me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Stay in control, man. Keep that control for sure. Is there an album or one specific song that you think maybe best describes you or your style? Um. I never had anybody ask me that. I would probably say, I would say hope. I would say hope off of um, more true stories. You get a chance to check that out. I, I think the video, the video for that is good too, man. I did a, I did a video of that as far as like a reflection. I had a clown in the video, so like you know, like basically speaking on my past, like I had me like face to face with a clown type shit. You know what I mean? I think that was pretty like a dope comparison to show like the growth and you know people people get over things and do better like you know what I mean. Something you can learn from. You 
bound to see more years avoiding drama, kid. But back now for nobody, no matter how big. I thought I gave niggas hope like Obama did. While I kept a low profile like Osama did. How you let the cat out the bag, forgot to close the lid. Bell was like a countdown waiting for you to turn in. Had the red monkey jeans back in high school. Selling button-ups, candy bars, and juice. I just love to hustle. It's something about selling that pump adrenaline. Clientele making their money to come and spend it. Started off hand-to-handing and middle-manning. Now I hold the deck like Gambit. I ain't playing for this. I just had to make sure I'm the man for this and handle it. I don't like to lose, so I ain't someone to gamble with. This my season and COVID cannot cancel it. Took the piff, man, and expand. I'll definitely have to check that one out, man. Like I said, there's so much work out there. That's why I like to ask artists that question every now and then give something people to focus in on and then maybe get a better idea about who you or your artistry is. So, hey, we're looking forward to that. Another recommendation I'm going to give you, too, just as far as like uh, album wise, man, go check out No Joy Without Pain. But yeah, now my boy um, Kill out of Pennsylvania, me and him um, did a project, No Joy Without Pain. And we turned that into a trilogy where it was like just four track EP. Just like I did the last one was nine. So I think out of all the songs, it's 18. But it's out now on all streaming platforms. No Joy Without Pain. That's a mm. good project, too. I was, that's a lot of real personal music in mind. Mm. Okay, yeah. Looking forward to getting into that one, too, man. Why do you think uh, projects have become shorter? That's something I notice a lot, uh, digging more into the underground scene um you know some people definitely have longer albums still but it seems like in general the trend is that albums and projects are becoming shorter why do you think that is uh, i'm gonna say attention span attention span and interest you know attention span and interest plays a big part with a certain song just don't um keep people's attention like it used to be that's why a lot of just one verses be really doing it big you know what i'm saying it just take one verse to really like make everybody like it. And then you see it you see the remixes now where you got like Cardi B or Drake or one of them hopping in there. So it's like it gives them more value to like the song more value itself. Like 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 six nine had his run off of just one verse songs. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Songs also becoming shorter as well. That's a man, so you come primarily from Niagara Falls, you mentioned what is it like to represent upstate hip hop? Like you said, what is it like to represent? Yeah, like like upstate New York hip hop. Uh, I'm originally from Long Island. I went to college at a couple SUNY schools upstate. Um, so it's interesting to see how underground hip hop in upstate New York is. You know, there's a lot of big artists from that area. So what is it like to come from that area, work with some of these people, uh, really put on for, for that area? Well, honestly, it's fun, man. I'm going to keep real with you. It's fun. Just on the strength of, like, I'm not, I don't want to take the credit too much of being the first, but, like, one of the first that's, like, on a bigger platform. So I, like, I take a lot of pride in it, especially, like, you know, from Niagara Falls. Like, I love my city, man. So it's a, it's a small city. Everybody know each other. So, you know, I get a lot of compliments on people. Like, people like, yo, I love that you hold down for the falls, man. Because there be people that be, like, going out of town. And I say, they're from Buffalo. And I'm like, yo, I'm not from Buffalo. Like, I had to clear it up a lot of times, like, in interviews and, like, mag, like, posts and stuff. They're like, Buffalo artist Jamal Gasol. Like, I'm not from Buffalo. I'm from Niagara Falls. Like, mm-hmm. let's just clear that up. And there's no disrespect to anybody from Buffalo. I trust none of that. Because I got, I got people out there. I got mad love. But 
I'm from Niagara Falls, man. So I, I rep that proudly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And like I mentioned, you know, you working with people from Griselda, uh, you know, Ito 38 special. Uh, I actually saw on your Instagram, one of the pics uh, or the first one is uh, of the trust army. Oh, yeah, yeah. We see the Mussolini, G4, Spesh, Planet Asia, you know, everybody in there. Yeah, then the homies, man. Special shout out to Special, man. 38 Special, the OG for real, man. Man, love and respect for him. So, you know, definitely been giving me a lot of jewels, gave me a few assists, you know, some tips on the game and stuff. You know, before Griselda, like, really took off, man, Trust Game was big. You know what I'm saying? Trust Game was big around um, upstate New York, like Rochester, Buffalo area. So people was bumping 30, like having Trust Tees on, you know what I mean? Then, yeah, Zelda coming out of nowhere like how they did. Them, them boys, man. That's like gun. I remember my man tried to put me on the joint with Westside Gun a long time ago. He sound he he sounded like different compared to what I was usually rapping to. It was like they would call it the old school style. Like people tell me that ain't gonna work. And then look and then look at where it got him. So and that was my thing anyway. I always had a slow flow. I always had the slow flow. That worked better for me. Like I was trying to rap on the trap beats and I was forcing shit. So. <laughs> yeah man you definitely got a good style in that way uh really dope to hear that and man yeah U upstate new york putting on they seem to you know be holding on to, to that essence of, of emceeing and, and really bringing that to the forefront and, and it's dope to see man we love it it's a fact man. i'm trying to carry the torch speaking of trust army i saw you recently did a freestyle up at shade 45 with the mussolini uh is he hot uh I, forgive me i forget the other artist that was on there but hey what was that experience like have you been up to shade 45 to do that much oh yeah yeah i went back i went to shade 45 back in like 2018 19 man um that was that was that was my fourth time when i went up there i had um i brought my artist my artist my cousin rico he signed on my label on Pip Music Empire, so I had him. And uh, my other artist, he couldn't come upstairs that day. His name is G-Block Tez. But, uh, yeah, that was dope, man. That was like, I wanted to just show my people, like, yo, I got the access to get on bigger platforms and, like, get you out there more, you know what I mean? Like, like not too many people make it out of Niagara Falls. Like, there's a lot of talent there, but people don't know what to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's... yeah, that was a dope little time, man. As usual, came to do what I do. Shout out to Rap Without a Control. Hey, that was fun, man. That was really dope. It seems that freestyle culture might not be as prevalent or as important as it used to be. Maybe that's just in my own mind. When I was searching 10 years ago, you know, I'd always look for the freestyles on the radio, but it doesn't seem to happen as much anymore. What's your perspective on that? And do you think it is important to to do stuff like that? Well, I think it's just about like censoring. It comes down to censoring. You know, some people don't really want to censor or dumb down their raps. Like, you know, one thing, I don't know if people notice it or not. I don't really cuss on my raps like that. You know what I mean? If you go back and listen to it, a lot of my music, I don't really cuss. I like use different words and like alternative, like adjectives. You know what I mean? Synonyms so I don't got to say shit, fuck, bitch. You know what I mean? You don't got to do all that on the song no more. But people be going through their freestyle. You ever see them when they be like, Pause and when a customer come up, it be throwing them off. You know what I mean? Because their breathing control is already in a different format of saying how you be. So now you gotta be, you gotta think and be mindful. And then you cuss and like, oh, I throw you off. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that play a part in that, but it is. It, I think it's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And it's dope that you know 
there's independent people with their own platforms like i95 i believe they have a lot of uh, artists come up in freestyle and stuff like that but oh yeah i've been trying to i've been trying to get on the delaware boys joint man um what is what's some boy's name? Um, bars on yeah, bars on i nine five. Yeah, bars on i nine five. Yeah, bars. Yeah, that's what it is. Cosmic Kev, you know he had the one in Philly. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, K Slay man. I'm Static Selector. I, I talked to him too. I was trying to get on take. I was trying to get on show off for a minute, but you know, I mean, I had um one of my best freestyle series was um I can't I don't want to I don't want to say his name and be wrong, man. He's down. It was down in Harlem. Um, dang, I don't want to say it, man. That was one of my best freestyle series. I like that. I'll try to find that and we'll plug it in here. We'll double check that one yeah. up. I was I was with the uh, DB Alias Christ that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the exact song, but yes, I mean the exact spot. But I remember the "It's Yours" Wu Tang. Dope, man. Dope. Hey, Jamal, so a big part of my show is music. Another big part is food. So I saw you also have a video series uh, in the kitchen with Jamal Gasol. You'd be chefing up yourself. So Oh, yeah, I can cook. I just haven't. I, you know, people want me to do that more, too. I've been saying people like, we need more of these. We need more of these. But I was having an issue with the piff butter. So, you know, certain things with promotion be like censoring and all that be killing me with certain things. I can't really mm. do me. So... But it's cool, man. I like to see that. And I always like to ask my guests, guests, what is their go-to food spots around their town? So have you got any Niagara Falls spots, any Atlanta spots you just uh, went to that you really enjoyed? What are some good food spots that I should be checking out? Yeah, I would say Niagara Falls. I'm back. Niagara Falls, I would say um, Brody's, man. You got kind of Brody's on Pine Avenue and Fish Dinners. Got to my girl Nino and Chris. I say um, Mighty Taco. I don't know if you're familiar with Mighty Taco. You say you've been in some stony food, so it's taco, taco Bell any day. Don't, <laughs> uh, man. Gem Steakout, that's a good spot. Yeah, definitely Gem Steakout. I All right. Go to spots like, like, you ever have familiar with Barry? Familiar with what? Yeah, Logan Berry hitting that loganberry <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah man you put me on i'm gonna have to check it out next time i'm out there hey jamal so i got one more final question that that i ask everybody i'm a pizza guy uh i, I work at a pizzeria so if i was to make a jamal gasol pizza a kansas city Smackman pizza what would be on that joint i never had nobody that um <laughs> I would say, dang, I don't know, man. I'm not really a pizza guy, bro. I ain't really big on pizza. I ain't gonna lie. I like, okay. I like cheese pizza. I ain't even. I don't, I don't really eat. I don't really eat pork, man. So like a a pizza for me would be trash. Nobody gonna buy it. I don't. <laughs> I'm not really a pizza guy. Hey, so so what is the go to ultimate Jamal yeah, Gasol dish? If it's not pizza, what what's the dish? Uh, the go-to dish for me, uh, I don't know, probably some wings, man. You know, if you made like a, a wing sauce flavor, I'll tell you a crazy combination. Hey, g- give me that like a, Kansas City um, Smackman yeah. sauce right there, man. What's that tasting like? Yeah, yeah you got to get, you got to get the um, the Kansas City barbecue. 
I get the Kansas City barbecue with a with a uh, with a with a dab of that mango habanero. So I got that that little sweet taste to it. But the Kansas City barbecue, dope man, dope man. I'm I'm gonna have to put that together one it's day different. and, and try a, that it's out. A, it's a little, yeah, look it up too, man. Kansas City barbecue. Hey, we're gonna do that for sure. Jamal Gasol, I really appreciate you taking the time today, man. Hope you have a safe flight. And, uh, hey, we're looking forward to all the new music that's to come. Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. I'm about to get on here right now. Absolutely, bro. Yo, safe flight. Take care, bro. Niggas couldn't live in my shoes, they too shook. I'm on the back road with weight, playing audio books. The stove cook a couple hundred large. Had many cribs, but my last gon' had a garage. My life not a facade. How you hate the man in the mirror? We supposed to be equal. But my roots taught me the black man is superior. I learned. Y'all be getting fly to cover damage to